Welcome to another special flyover episode. I am BJ. Very special guest with me from uh, my hometown. And if you've listened to any of the shows I've ever done, that is the big metropolis of Seymour, Indiana. Mr. Travis Owens is in the building. Hey. So Travis uh, actually lives uh, not that far. How long did it take you to get down here? Well, considering I had Tyson Owens in the car and had to drop him <laughs> off, it was probably about an hour. <laughs> Tyson's an, another old friend, and I know he'll listen to Tyson. I'm sorry. It was not me in charge of Nintendo. That was Chris and uh, Craig. They were in charge of Mario Brothers. You jumping in the lava. And uh, Travis, uh, you, or uh, Tyson, you're always welcome to come down. I wish you would have came down with you. Could you imagine I, that? I try to talk him into uh, it. Us three of us in the room. Oh, man. He probably remembers me as an asshole, though. Like, he's going to be a dick. Well, yeah, that's the, that's the whole thing about the video game, making him jump into lava, thinking it was for extra points, but he would die every time. I was the youngest of the group <laughs> uh, because it went, uh, Craig was the oldest, then Chris, and, and then me. So. so so how was it that you guys knew each other? So was it like? It was babysitting. Babysitting. I think okay. it was babysitting. I mean, if I know better, I, I had my uh, my oldest uh, cousin, Tim, Timmy, used to babysit us, and then they used to put bread in my mouth <laughs> when I was sleeping, and then they used to put my feet behind my head, and then this other kid, they made eat dog poop. Like, so we all I we, we all got it from and him. Tyson, all I got was a video game. He's got, man. Oh, I remember that kid. That's, that's just, no excuse for his problems now. I just remember, I just remember that kid eating dog, dog poop, and I was like... <laughs> I was just, I wanted to say something. Then someone looked at me and said, if you say something, we'll make you eat it. Oh, man. Eat the so, white dog crap. So I was like, uh, I can't tell any, I, I can't do anything for you, bro. <laughs> and um, so when did you move up here? Uh, so initially I moved up here in 2003. I moved up here from Bloomington. But I was here for about a year and uh, was basically gone for about three years and then came back. So I went traveling for a while and moved to out west and just did some random fun crazy things and then uh ran out of money basically and came back to indianapolis and went back to work yeah we saw because we've had um dorset was on on here also andrew yeah, he right. and, and he's out in california and, and and so and then i also saw you traveled all over the world too a little bit mm-hmm. where did you where because i saw those photos where did you some of the places that you went oh uh, well it's so I went to India a couple different times just because it's crazy. And I just wanted to see what crazy really was. Uh, it was beautiful, you know, but, uh, uh, so during that time it was, I mean, it was a long trip. Me and Chad Acton did one trip together. That was, uh, Amsterdam, uh, basically a lot of, uh, most of France and then, uh, Italy, Greece, Egypt, Qatar, well, Qatar was basically like a layover, but I mean, on the way back, we went to Germany and to uh, Munich, and then uh, just came back home from there. But uh, prior trips, I went to India before for a summer, and my wife and I had done, done some traveling, too. We went to Indonesia and, you know, uh, Central America, like Costa Rica, Guatemala, and places like that. So, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I think that's, I think, uh, because... You have kids, right? Yeah, I got. I have a five-year-old. Five. You have a five-year-old. Mm-hmm. So you, so you were able to get all that in before you had kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. See. Yeah. I still went to Iceland once, but that's about you know one one trip in five years is kind of unusual. <laughs> yeah, we 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 may have went to like a uh, amusement park because we had kids young. 
Yeah. Because I thought of them putting them on a plane. I, I mean, I get it now, though. Like, there's no – whenever I was younger, you know, like, I would see families, especially Europeans, like, they know how to travel. Like, they don't care. They'll have, like, five or six kids, and they'll throw them on a plane and do it. And I went go on to, a, like, India and places like that, and I'm like, I can't even get my kid to get in a car to go down to Louisville to see friends. I can't I, we went on a cruise, and then the Europeans, I mean, they are just laid back as could be. Yeah, yeah. And then you just and like I'm I was just with with Steph and I was just like still having anxiety like hey <laughs> get off the plane get off here let's go and these these people are just like enjoying the world yeah and, and I think it's it's I, I like to travel I get to travel with my job I think my the best place I went to was Lake Tahoe mm-hmm. um, it was one of the most beautiful place I've been to I'm w- sure. was there been to Cali but I've never been there I've wanted, I've always wanted to snowboard uh, heavenly oh yeah we went up to, um, we didn't snowboard. Um, I flew stuff out there, um, by just, she came out here just by herself and, uh, we went up there, the mountain, it was just gorgeous. I think Jacob Henley's, he's out there quite I, a bit. I think he's in Sacramento. Yeah, but he snowboards mm-hmm. Tahoe quite a bit. Cause he's always on Instagram or whatever, posting stories. And I'm like, yeah. Because if you take the back way off, if you take the front way off the mountain, it takes you to Reno cause that's where you fly out to. And then, but if you take the back way down, you can hit Sacramento, then San Francisco. Uh, okay. We did that trip and it was, <clears throat> it was weirdest cause it was 60 degrees on the mountain. And then San Francisco was like right around 75. And then you get to Sacramento on the way back. We saw, I've got some local pizza. It was like 85 degrees, yeah, three right. different temperatures <laughs> within two hours. Right. How do you dress for that? Yeah. yeah. I, I enjoy, I, I'm not a big fan of uh, mountains. Uh, the thin air, but uh, like I said, was it was it was just beautiful. We went up there and, and did kind of did the tour and stuff like that. Yeah, I've never seen like the um, the things that take you up, how huge they are. Not they weren't used for um, these. Was just getting from the top to the bottom had nothing to do with because of all the snowboard equipment. Like twelve people could fit in there. I didn't realize how big those things. Oh, were. the go- the gondolas every time. Yeah, about? The, the, it's like a vessel or whatever it takes you up. Yeah, those those were <laughs> like uh, we used to call those. Uh, Oh man, like uh, party. What do we used to call those things? Like uh, sky party buses or something? I don't know. But yeah. you get in there, man. It'd be like fifteen whatever snowboarder skiers, and just everybody would have a flask or a doobie or whatever, you know. And like you're trying to get it in, partying, getting in, in like twenty minutes before you get up to the top of the mountain, get all blitzed before you go down the mountain or whatever. You know, it was crazy. I, I remembered because I remembered was because it was fifty dollars for two burgers, two fries, and a coke. Yeah, sounds about right. And I was like, "Are are you kidding me?" You probably paid eighty bucks for a lift ticket too. Or, yeah, you know. So it, it was be- it was a beautiful place up there. But the one of the main reasons to have you over here is because um, you're an artist. I know this. I just like saying the words artist. I know, I've heard that artiste, artiste. Because <laughs> uh, we ran into each other at Pride Fest. Yeah. Um, and you're down there with your paintings and things like that. So how, when did you like, when did you know that like, Hey, I like drawing. Was there any inspiration or somebody that was it comics and things like that? Or, or was there something like, Hey, I want to draw. Um, it was really, I've always been a daydreamer. Like, so I was not, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's part of being over. Yeah. Right. <laughs> What else you have to do, you know? <laughs> like in school, I'd be looking out the window like this shit's boring. I need something else to occupy my time. But, Brown bears, that's, yeah. that's the problem. That's right, man. But you know, I saw Ashley Robbins. She was like doing a jump roping for like bouncing. What's, what's it called? Bouncing bears. Bouncing bears. Yeah. Like she still got it, man. It looks like the same she did thirty I, years ago. It's so weird, is that we're related, uh, Ashley and I. I have not seen her 
probably since 97 maybe 98 yeah kidding i see jeremy all the time like you know jeremy and i are pals i like to you know i like to because he does those those record swap meets i like to go down there because i have my records down there and i have my turntable and things like that and then that's one thing that i started getting back into was getting records again right and so i saw and they they're down in louisville and they're not that far away Mm -hmm. yeah well he comes up to indy too because like he'll be uh not even a mile from my house doing uh at the Knights of Columbus up there off like 75th and Keystone, but like they do like a couple times a year where they just like a record swap meet kind of thing. And I'll go up there and buy some vinyl from him or whoever else that's around and hang out. It's pretty good. And then, yeah, I'll definitely have to check that out. And then, um, so back to what we were talking about. So like you just start daydreaming and then. Uh, yep. Yep. It's, uh, so yeah, I mean, it, it, it's kind of always been, I don't know. It's like an escape, I guess, you know, uh, was like a daydreamer and some certain things would just kind of always kind of catch my attention i guess like certain like colors like the way the the sky would look i would always just be enamored by it you know even when i was a little kid It'd just take me away to some place i always get a certain feeling from it like kind of what art would do like it's supposed to invoke feeling and that's what i would get looking at things color and which translates to why my paintings are kind of vibrant and what they are now yeah, I was showing Steph some of those, and she was like, and then uh, especially the ones with the light bulbs and things like that. Yeah, and then, um, sure. And then the because the, it, it's it's something that we were talking about before we got on the air. Like, like you know, it took me forever to start doing this is because of like in the back of my mind, like putting because you put yourself out there. Because right now we're on an island; it's just me and you. Yeah. And right. then there's going to be a lot of people that listen to right. this. No pressure, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but thanks, thanks, BJ. <laughs> thanks for inviting me here yeah the uh but when did you knew that like you had an ability compared to just from what most people considered doodling yes well a lot of that was because of uh social media remember myspace yeah whole thing yeah, yeah that was right so like I, I would post something i thought was just meaning like i've always had drawn or whatever like when i've grown up and I always thought I'd want to start painting at some point, and I did. And I posted just a couple of my first few paintings I thought were garbage, but other people didn't. You know, like at, like at the time I got like thirty likes or something. I thought that was a lot, which it was. Especially, you know, that was social media was new then. So to have like just five people mention that you they like your work more or less, having thirty, you know, whatever on social media telling you they think they enjoy it, that you know gave me incentive to want to do the next one. And I just would keep doing it you know that way and it kind of just slowly kept growing that way you know grew an audience but yeah so i mean it was social media that kind of gave me the uh pathway to and the confidence to feel like you know i can maybe do something with it yeah and and that's the same thing with this like i remember doing some i was with somebody when we were in chicago um waukegan illinois it's it's pretty close to like the the million dollar homes like on the way to work we saw a rose royce pass us (laughs) And I was like, that's not normal. Um, but I had someone he liked. Uh, He's he, not an artist. <laughs> <laughs> he was in the conspiracy theory. So I played us. I played him an episode about the ghost hunter we had on. Right. And then, and then listened to it. And I was like, man, why did I do this? That sounds like this. And like in my mind, I'm like, Hey, this is dog shit. Ooh, turn that and off. then, Oh, you're good. Um, rookie. <laughs> i'm kidding um but he listened to it and he's like man that's really good i really like that and i was like really it's because it was like right around our 30 40 episodes 
And for the longest time, I was like, man, I can hear myself breathing. You know, why am I transitioning this way? And it was the same way. And then all of a sudden, people were like, hey, man, I, I really dig the show. You're like, and you're almost like, really? <laughs> like, you come from a place where you, unless you, um, because we always talk about, um, racial divide, right? Yeah. And then I always felt like the town we had was economic divide. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, and I always felt like uncomfortable, um, being who i was and trying trying to like the the things i liked i would never really talk about mm -hmm. because i was like you know it, it, it was difficult and i have teenage boys so i'm like guys whatever you like i don't care luchi loves comics he loves marvel uh, yeah. colin plays sports justice is in the computer games but he's in the rick and morty i encourage it yeah find your weirdness yeah because i wish i would have listened to myself instead of being enamored with like all right this is how you're supposed to be yeah i think it's you know like growing up skateboarding and like getting into like obscure music and looking obscure and stuff like that like that was kind of part of that like even being an artist it's like just tell me something i can't do or not supposed to do i'm going to do it even more in the opposite direction what was your first board and i'll tell you mine oh uh, i think it was a steve cavallero or something but it was like stolen from somebody and it happened to have been like bruce simpson's and he saw me one time at like uh jackson park and he almost beat me up because he thought i was the one who stole it so yeah that sounds hilarious mine was a steve lake which was also stolen <laughs> my older cousin had stolen it and gave it to me i remember because he gave me that in like a pair of vision pants and i was oh, yeah. like i'm done this is great yeah and then things like that and then but i remember i was playing uh like basketball and stuff and then people like you shouldn't skateboard you're gonna hurt your feet or your knees yeah, sure right and then i was yeah. like all right i guess i won't do this no more yeah so i gave it up because Someone else was like, well, you shouldn't be doing this because uh, this this is traditional sport, so you yeah. should be doing this. Right. And I loved skateboarding. I, I just loved it. Yeah. And yeah, it's freeing. You know, there's no rules. You know? Yeah. And you kind of get some attention from it. And, <clears throat> so. and then the music that went along with it, you mm -hmm. know, because with skateboarding, a, a lot of it involved a lot of hip hop. Yeah, absolutely. Because it was out kind of outlawed a little mm -hmm. bit. And, and I grew up listening to hip hop, and yeah. I still listen to hip hop yeah absolutely same here like just you know yeah, it's like skateboarding has like punk rock and hip-hop and anything that's kind of not supposed to be in the norm you know but yeah i mean it, it, it there's, there's a collaborate collaboration too of like i don't know there's like a community behind skateboarding it's just allows you to be whoever you want and then and that's kind of how do you feel like that's how it is kind of like being an artist around other artists because that's how i feel yeah. around being around other podcasters yeah for it's sure. like we're just in our own little world mm -hmm. and then like you know we're all neurotic and and, and that and to me that's why i enjoy doing this even at four years later was like just um meet i met another podcaster the other day he's a comedian named nate robinson and and was working with him not the basketball player <laughs> but and just seeing how like he's like he's starting out and he's excited and then you know and it's like and it gets you excited yeah that's what I, that's what i enjoy more than um i think more than recognition well yeah sure like the process you know like to me it's like especially with now this uh painting experiment that i'm doing it's like you get to see all the work that you put into it and like the rewards from it you know like i put a lot of pressure on myself about it too because it's really what i want to do you know but like the recognition is basically just the reward of all the hard work that that you put into it you know so like if i feel like you know i post something even sometimes it's someone i may not get 
which because the algorithms can throw everything off, you know, can throw my mood off. It's like I'll post something I'm really prideful of, and you know, I thought was the best piece of work that I've done in a couple of years, and I'm like got 50 likes or something. I'm like destroyed by it. Like, oh man, I know. I'll take it a step back. I know. What's going on? Here? I'll finally get that guest you want on. You're all excited, and <laughs> yeah. then like. And then, like, you post a picture of who you're with, and you're like, hey, I got a great guest. It's going to, you know, you're going to be excited. This, it's so and so, blah, blah, blah. And then, and then no one likes it. Then I'll post a picture of like my kids, and like, not everybody out of the woodworks, like, oh. <laughs> and I'm like, F my kids, man. Like, <laughs> people are like, who is Travis Owens? Like, yeah, I think I remember him, right? And, and yeah, and, it, and it's funny is because we've had a lot of great people come out of our town and do a lot of great things. And that's, and that's one thing that um, I try to, you know, uh, show because a lot, a lot of times is it's most people don't even know where people are from. Yeah. Or they're, or they'll say, well, I'm from there, but I claim it's like a wrestling name. Well, I'm actually from, <laughs> they, they changed their town. Well, like Mellencamp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were talking about that. That made me laugh. No, it's, it's because it's, it is a different world because I travel the, I travel the U S still go to small towns and then I'll be in a big city and it's just like, and in, in what the small town is saying is happening in the big cities, it's not really happening. No, definitely not. Like, I work downtown, in, I work around Indianapolis, I think, at the past six out of seven days I've been in, and I'm like, I don't see it, guys, but in the small towns, you'll read the social media, and it's like, ah, and I'm the like. big <laughs> shit, yeah. I remember I made a post a couple of years ago, like, you know, like, I living in Indy, like, as much as you hear about murder and whatever else on the news, it's like, but I'm, I'm not, you know, except for maybe exception of, like, one person, maybe, but, like, I've lost probably what well, we all have. Like we know like 10, 15 people has passed away and Seymour from drug related problems or cancer or whatever. I just don't have that issue up here. You know, it's just, yeah, there's problems up here obviously, but like, that's, I don't know. I'm just not, a, it's not what I'm around all the time. You know, I'm not raised with certain people I've grown up with that aren't around anymore. It's people I grew, hang out with in Broderpool or the art scene or whatever. They're all still here. They're healthy. They're doing, you know, their dreams or whatever, just everyday living. But like, you know, it's just like, I'll get a phone call from my mom or whoever saying <laughs> yeah, that somebody, that's somebody's the, dead or OD'd or whatever. Because your mom still lives in Seymour, right? Yeah. My mom lives in Brownstown, so it's, but it's still the same text message right. or phone call. Hey, did you know? I'm like, Mom, I don't know who that is. <laughs> then I'll have to call Craig. Be like, hey, man, do you know who this was? Yeah, you remember something? And Craig will break it down like it's a, like he's breaking down a film, right? Yeah, sure. And I'm like, I was like, I still don't know who that is. Yeah, yeah. It's like five degrees of no, everyone knowing each other. Somehow. He gets so mad too. He's like, you don't know who that is? I'm like, I'm, I don't. And this is going to sound really bad. Like, unless you had a, like, a real impact on me, I'm not really going to. Yeah. You know, like, room, yeah. you don't have enough room in your life. I'm 41, and I know you're the same age as me. Um, like, you don't have that kind of room. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, plus there's just been so much time, you know, like, yeah, what if we were close in fifth grade? You know, like, yeah, that was 30 years ago, like, whatever. What's, how's not, nothing too relevant's happened since then or whatever, you know, like, if you've, you know, if, if like, you know, if you were good friends of, you know, one period of time, yeah, sure, but not just from going to grade school together, you know? Yeah, you usually, you usually know who you still kind of have an attachment to is like, like when my pops died yeah, and then you see who showed up and that, that's not a knock on anybody else. That's what I'm saying is, but yeah. like the people that showed up and I was like, I had some people show up that I was surprised by and I was like, wow, that's awesome yeah, because of what he meant to them or whatever. Sure, absolutely. I mean, he, yeah, sorry. Yeah. He was your baseball coach. Yeah, he was mine too. Yeah. For several years, even my brother, like I said, like he, he just had an influence on me, man. Like, so 
I'll take some things back to like going back to skateboarding, some stuff too. Like he had an indirect influence on some of that because my one of my first year, first couple games ever playing is before he was my coach, but I think it was Nick Vogel's dad who was the or coach or whatever. But one of my old neighbors, Drew Reinhardt, he's he had a heater, dude, and it just smoked me on the side of my head. And it broke my helmet and my glasses. I mean, busted my glasses up. I love these glasses. Just got them, too. I thought it looked cool. That's why I was swinging a bat with them on. I'm going to show them off. And it left a big old knot on the side of my head. It almost knocked me out. It scared the shit out of me. So I didn't want to ever swing the bat again. So I just didn't want to even have anything to do with baseball. But my parents thought it was a good idea to keep doing it to get over the fear of it. Drew is my best friend for a very long time. Most likely he threw at you on purpose. Probably, because I was a skateboarder, so we didn't like each other, you know? He was from that private Catholic school <laughs> yeah. on the other side of town. <laughs> right. to, to throw it to you. <laughs> yeah, oh, you go to public school? Yeah, uh, I'm going to hit you. <laughs> yeah, he'd, ride, he'd, he'd walk by and be like, what's up, skater fag, and all this shit, you know? Like, he, his dad was the only man that really scared me, though. Yeah. Willie. He was one of the very few dads. I mean, Pop scared me as I got to know him, but... Like, as a small child, seeing his dad just, like, I'm 6'3", I'm a big guy. Yeah. Like, I guess some of my son's friends, like, hey, you know, my friends are intimidated by you, but, like, I'd see him, and he'd just be like... He just had a presence to him. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. He was, like, tall, dark, you know, like, dark-skinned or whatever, like, like, tanned a lot or whatever, but, like... But anyway, like, back to Steve, though, like, I don't know. So it was, like, a year and a half of, like, just hardship with baseball, and he he just coached me out of it. He he taught me how to deal with some of that fear of, like, swinging away again, you know, like... Basically, tell me like you've dealt with the worst of it, you know, in a way. Like, it's it was, not going to hurt as bad again. Our team name was JC's. Yeah, because we actually played on the same team, right? And then I remember the first time he, he was like, "Hey, you want to pitch?" And I was like, "No." Yeah, I was like, "I don't." I was like, "I, I, I, I was a catcher." I was like, "Yeah, I have a decent arm," but I was like, uh, "I can't pitch." Yeah, he's like, "You can do it," and I was like, "They're going to laugh at me." <laughs> he's like, "I," <laughs> he goes, "I don't give a damn." <laughs> yeah, are you coach? Yeah. And I was like, "All right, whatever." So I went out there. And we had a one, two, three inning because uh, I was just throwing batting practice. People were hitting grounders. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I told you. Uh, and I was just like, uh, but yeah, it was JC's was our team name. I remember that because it was red. Yep. And I worked there too in high school. But he put me on first base one day. I just showed up. It was game day. He's like, you're playing first base. I was like, no practice. Have you seen me swing? I'm terrible. <laughs> like, you know, like I'm terrible at this game. I'm, you know, but I really wasn't. I, he, I mean, that was the best year I had playing. Like, I was actually good. I just was scared. Did you play? Did you play basketball at Brown? I think I did. I played football too. Because he was know. our basketball coach too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He was. That's right. I totally forgot. Because uh, sixth grade was my favorite basketball year with him, and. <laughs> Because we had, uh, we had this, we he, he we had some kids that there was a kid that was kind of special needs or whatever, but the way he took care of him was amazing. Yeah, right. You know, made him feel good. Because and but basketball with him was, was so great because this gonna sound weird, but he had a Hitler mustache. Because <laughs> yeah. like like um, for some of you don't know my pops, he was my pops. My uh, he passed away in uh, December of 2018, and uh, it was like. And uh, but he had those short red shorts. Oh man! And a tight white shirt, and he always had his hand behind his back and a Hitler mustache. Yeah. And I was just like, and then I remember <laughs> me and my brother would just give him shit, and then my kids would see his shorts and be like, they call him <laughs> Papa. What's with the nut huggers? <laughs> and he always had something to say. It was one of the best experiences I had uh, having had it. It's just how many kids he coached in yeah. all those years he coached. You have to have patience because, like I said, we're both parents. 
Yeah. And it's difficult with, I have, you know, it was difficult with two and then now I have three and then like you have that one's just difficult. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially it's easier when you're younger, you know, cause like, you're just like, ah, oh, whatever. I'm young. I could do anything. 35, 36 years old, but you know, your first one, I'm like, whew. I had my first one at um, uh, 23 and the second one at 25. Yeah. So I went through all that. Why are you not sleeping stuff? Yeah. And then now it's like, why? Like, are you going to get up? Uh, <laughs> they won't get up. <laughs> There's a, before you leave, I'll show you the beanbag. My wife got yeah. um, one of the kids for their birthday. It takes up, it would take up this whole middle right here. She thought that was a great idea. Hmm. And then, like, they're just constantly asleep. I bought a uh, 65-inch TV. I'm not bragging. That's not what I'm saying. But I finally bought me, like, man, I'm I had a 73-inch Mitz, which is a bulb TV with the back on it. Great TV. Yeah. But I wanted a smart. So when the um, – I think it I think would be in May, right when COVID kind of hit last year, Best Buy was selling TVs, four ninety nine for 65, 4K, whatever. And I was like, all right, I'm going to get that. Uh-huh. Never get to use it. <laughs> I'm in a 32 inch in my bedroom, just sitting there, bitter as could be. <laughs> and then, uh, and so, and it's different from teenagers to, to little kids. Little kids, like I said, is I have a friend that has a, a two year old daughter, and and I'll, I'll get like uh, uh, videos or snaps or whatever. The kid just screaming. Yeah, it's like, why don't you go to bed instead and, of get out of bed? And then, <laughs> and then I'm just, I'm just, I just look at it going, man, I'm glad my kids are teenagers. <laughs> But now that we're in a whole different world, like the two of their girlfriends were over earlier. I'm like, hey, it's the door shut. The door's open. Where are they at? And that's the weird. Now they're driving. Like Lucci uh, just went and got us, uh, got me drinks or whatever. That's the great part. Yeah. Hey, can you go get me food? Yeah. <laughs> can you get me drinks? You're showing off because you have company. Is that, is that yeah. what it is? <laughs> like, yeah. This is, what you, this is what you have to look uh, Well, I want to make you feel better on those days. You're just like, all right, it's, it's, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Man, having a teenage daughter in my 50s, basically, well, that's going to be... Yeah. Lots to look forward to. That, <laughs> oh, I can, and that's, and I think that's why I want to have them younger, so I would have energy. And then, but the other thing is, like, uh, Colin play, Colin Justice play football, so there's always football kids here. Yeah, and it's just like, and, and I remember Pop saying this, and this is funny. Go back to parenting. He always like, this is not a soup kitchen, and I caught myself <laughs> saying that the other day. Um, JJ was over here, and I was like, JJ. This ain't soup kitchen. Ugh. And then I said his other phrase. I was like, uh, I go, uh, I didn't take you to raise. <laughs> I was like, shit, I turned him in my pops. Yeah, it's out half his man. I, I walked outside. I was like, I, I, I was like, I'll be back. Oh, uh, not crazy. Yeah, and, and it's funny is because my parents always had an open home. Like yeah. people always come Same over and hang out. Mom. Oh, Absolutely. yeah. Yep. And that's and those are the homes that we like uh, hanging out with. Um, and back to um what i was going to say is is there do you have like a was there now that you've kind of seen other artists is there like some when you're maybe younger than even during like you're in, influenced by like wow i really love their work um or like, do you have somebody you like wow i love their work like a mentor uh yeah yeah i mean man it, i've learned a lot about artists in the uh just especially in the past handful of years with like Instagram and stuff like that. I mean, you you can get lost. There's so many, so much talent out there. I mean, I, I really feel like a small fish in a big ocean of you know artists, which is weird because it's like can make you. It's intimidating because there's a lot of competition that's really good and they're like formally educated on it as well, but also feel hopeful because there's so much of it out there, meaning that people can do it. You know. But yeah, I mean, there's I don't even know. I feel like I'm kind of always always evolving. 
as far as like what I want to do, but even though it's within sort of the same realm or the same style, like artist, I just see like something I like, but I see other artists who've done it better or a little different. So I'll try to dabble with it and just see where I can go with it, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's some artists I really, you know, enjoy a lot, but they, they're just so good. And I just feel like, which that's what, you know, I'm constantly pushing myself. So it's good to have like, uh, you know, people that uh, try to, I don't know, you know, strive to be like, or be as good as or whatever. But there's a lot of local talent here in Indy too, man. There's a lot of artists in Indianapolis. And then that's where, cause I hadn't done a show in a while. And then that's what I want to get back to. And I was like, but I want to go to people that I grew up with. I'm like, Hey, let's give them a platform yeah. to try to help. Um, not help. I'm not saying need help, but try to get your name out there more because I, I looked through your stuff and I did. And I dug and I was like, wow, I like that. Like, yeah. and, and, and I think that's, you have to support. I spend a lot of time with comedians and chefs now. And that, and that's one of the local thing. It's just mm -hmm. beat. Not, I don't want to say they beat it in my head, but I see it. Yeah, you know Dykes. Um, he's a comedian, but he also is a chef. Bridget Horan, uh, she's executive chef or head chef, and and I've been around. And they, she does her own cakes now. Oh wow! And so it's all around, uh, you know, like uh, f you know, the Fountain Square area, yeah, Broad Ripple sure. area. Yeah. So all these people I got to meet that are so, and you meet them, and you're like, holy shit, these guys are talented. It, it's, it takes you back a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it does. It's, it's definitely. And my thing too is like I'll get sometimes I'll get you know. I'll, I'll, I'll feel good about myself, which, you know, I should every now and then, but like, I'm like, man, I feel like I'm hitting a stride here. Then I'll talk to someone about like just someone who just has a, you know, eternity of wealth of information or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know anything, you know, and just like, cause there's more than just actually making the craft. It's about how you market yourself and who you're marketing it to. And I mean, there's all different variables of art involved with being an artist. It's, you know, like you have to come up with the concept, how you display it, how you do it, how you uh, the process of it, and then you market it, and then how do you keep it going once it's going? And it's you know, there's people who have been doing it for twenty years or longer or whatever, and they've been art school and whatever. You know, it's and I'm just this guy who's from a small town who worked at FedEx, you know, driving trucks. You know, like just a typical guy or whatever. But I always loved you know art. No matter since I was a kid, and I just always feel like I wanted to take a crack at it, and uh, you know, just talking to these people, it's like every time I talk to any like any of these artists that I meet, like they may not even be the same style that I like do or whatever, but like I still respect their work and who they are as artists themselves because they made it happen. You know, like they they'll find their niche, their brand, and they just run away with it locally. You know, it's still Indiana, like even though it's Indianapolis. But it's still Indiana. Like it still can be somewhat of a tough market. But they sometimes these artists around Indy, like they don't make it seem that way. Yeah. No, and and that's and that's that's a great point that you bring up. It's it's putting yourself, marketing yourself. Because the one thing that was a struggle for me that AP was really good at was social media. Yeah. Because I don't like my picture taken. Yeah. I, I you know. And, um, it's a lot of attention, you know, like I'm, I'm not a person with a lot of opinions. Like, well, and that's why I started producing shows more than I actually was on shows. Yeah, sure. Um, shout out to Pat Cass, uh, Uncle Buck's house, um, and DeFax, the shows I'm working with right now. That is like, I, I could sit over here, they'll talk for an hour. I might say talk for five minutes total throughout an hour, right? Yeah, sure. 
and I'm okay with that. And I'm not into photos. My name, all this is just, they come to the studio, produce it or whatever. But I felt like something I wanted to do was, was reach out to artists, you know, especially coming, trying to come out of COVID on the other side Sure, is try to get promote people. And, and that's one thing that we always try to do was promote people, have them on, whether it was a show, comedian, whatever they did, yeah, hunt ghosts, whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if you create a good environment, then, then you can be able to do that. And cause I think that it, you still want to be competitive. Mm-hmm. Like you want to be like, Hey, I'm still competitive. I want to have a great show, great this or whatever. That's one thing AP taught me was like, keep trying to get better each time you go. Right. Yeah. Cause now I can sit here, whether you're here or not, I can still talk for an hour. Four years ago, I'd be like, and today's news, <laughs> today's news. Uh, no, um, do you have a favorite painting of somebody else's that like, because like one of my favorite paintings we have in, in, in the room over there, um, it, it's the old man who's sitting at the table praying and he has like a bowl and like a, a Bible, whatever. Yeah. Because to me, that's because it simplifies life. Keep it simple a little bit. You know, actually, let's see here. So I'm trying to look up some, uh, I'm trying to think of favorite paintings. Like there's like artists like Edward Hopper. He's, he's man, he, he can, I like things that are atmospheric, right? So something that can grab an entire scene of like what your eye can catch. And it just takes everything within that that's, and not make it confusing at all. Like you see exactly what it is. And that, understand and it. that was Edward Hopper during the 1800s. Yeah, well, a little bit later than that, like his, 20s. Well, he was born in 1882. Yeah, I'm sorry, right. my bad. So, the, like, he did one that's like you know Marilyn Monroe in a cafe, or like a, no, not Marilyn Monroe. What is it? Here we go. He's like a cafe style. This or, is this is what's great about this place. Let me pull it up. I've seen some of his work actually, but see, that's funny. He's just this. at the IMA, or what do they call it now? Uh, the art Indianapolis uh, Museum of Art. It's now called Newfields. They just had a bunch of his work there. Wow. You know, like there's of course Dolly, but Dolly's, you know, like I feel like he was kind of like my high school crush, you know, in a way. I always respect him because he's, you know, killed it at one time. But, but you know, like even his work, he's just like an aspect of like some of my influences, though. Like because his colors really just grab you. He really gra- captures a moment, and gives it a mood. So atmospheric that that entire picture is. Because you, I look at that picture and I, I'm thinking about, okay, and then all of a sudden I start thinking about the story of the house. Yeah. That's what I love about art. And then I'd start like daydreaming my own story in the head. Yeah. Like I'm thinking about like, that's the old house. That's where, you know, you, the house where you don't want to go to. You yeah. S- you know, you start thinking of. Uh, it could be anywhere. Yeah. It actually kind of reminds me of the house over by, uh, what's that park by Brown School? What was that little park? Uh, Kessler got, oh my God, what was it? So there was, uh, no, it wasn't Kessler's on the other side. But I know what you're talking about. There's that house right there off of O'Brien Street. Yeah. That's what that reminds me of. Like, the, just the style of Victorian oh, home. Oh, on top of the hill or whatever. Oh, by where you, now there's a village, or not a village pantry, that's up here, but there's Gas a station. Circle K right yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right yeah. in that corner. Right I think someone there. bought that now and doing something with it, I think. Man. But I, I, haven't been, I was I think I haven't I haven't done her since last summer, so I have not either. <laughs> I'd see my mom I'm lucky if I even see my mom on Christmas, but so but that painting, just for example though, like it, it could be like if you were to change the color of that painting, the background on the sky, it could be a whole different painting all by itself. You know, so it's representative of the of not just the house, but like you can change that to make it Oh, real. that's the Yeah. That's the famous one. Yes. 
So as soon as I saw some of his collars, it's like I thought that that was he him that did that. Yeah, yeah. So people use that in like pop, pop surrealism or uh, pop culture, and they'll put like Marilyn Monroe and whoever else, some other celebrities and stuff inside of that. Seinfeld. Seinfeld. I think they did a Seinfeld. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean anything. No, to me that's just it, that's I love I I like the this is the type of art that I enjoy is is ones like this you know like yeah. with the colors because I know because some art. I don't get like I can get this picture like I can relate to that some art I can't relate to yeah well there's like abstract art it's like more driven off of like some art you, you're just supposed to look at it and what do you think right away you know kind of like the Rorschach test mm-hmm. or even like Jackson Pollock like his you know his splatter arts and stuff it's like until you read about it you really don't understand what it means and then you understand the depths of it you're like oh okay and then it's even more mind-blowing because of what you realize what it isn't or is like andy war like and i went down to andy warhol we were talking about him on a show once i, I spent like i think five hours in an andy warhol war uh rabbit hole yeah yeah he's um uh, i'm sorry i'm trying to look at this artist i can't remember his oh, name you're fine i'm gonna pull up uh you said uh yep jackson pollock i want to i because you always look like oh that's the guy that did yeah, that yeah he's totally you know started a, i wouldn't say started a movement but he was known in a movement yep and it makes sense too well that's all layered it's all intentional it's yeah not, you know like you didn't just splatter it on there you know like oh my god why can i not find this dude yeah and then and then like i said is um i i always one thing i always wanted to, was thinking about is like being in the um the art scene in like in new york in like the 80s and 90s oh, oh my god i'd be dead I me know. too yeah because it's like i like alcohol especially when i was younger and you know i did too social scenes and like it's not a, it, i don't know yeah it, it's just such a good era you know like there's so much that happened back then basquiat um i mean just the music that was coming around at the same mm-hmm. time with the art scene like it just so look up this fella here his name is joel j-o-e-l re r-e-a he's uh you said j-o j-o-e-l joel last name is re rea r-e-a check this dude out oh wow so he makes things look, I mean, he's a surrealist, basically. So, like, he makes things that, I mean, that's completely surrealism. But he's he exists today. You know, I guess is now. He does a lot of, uh, so that one with the, the rocket going up in the air, with the, well, with the tiger. I don't know if you can see that one or not. This one? Uh, down here at the bottom right. Right there, yeah. Joe Rogan bought that one. That's in his studio. That's awesome. But if you if you can blow that up, man, it's just like unreal how real it is. But I think that's what I've always I've always been kind of attracted to is like not so much realism but surrealism. I, I like symbology. I like things that that seem real, like in a reality that we live in, but you can bend it in a way however you want and make whatever kind of reality that you want to make out of it. Well, and that's one thing that um, we always talk about on one of the shows that I'm that I'm on is um, is symbols yeah it's it's sure i mean people really uh that's what makes culture you mm -hmm. know that's everything that we're about oh wow i just i i looked at that over here 
With a rock in the tire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, look at that, man. I mean, that's not, you know. <clears throat> took that guy a year to paint that, I think. Yeah, the bidding was closed. I was looking at that one. That is, I'm looking at some of his other stuff. He he likes tigers. Yeah, I don't know why. The one I like Probably here, it was released in 2019. HOFA Gallery House of Fine Art. Contact for price. Um, so there's plenty of people. I mean, he's he's an exceptional talent, but there's that, so much talent though. It's that great. one right there. Yeah, because it's like it's almost like a connector that we need to be connected back to the energy of the sun or something. That's yeah. As soon as I saw it, and I was like, okay, that makes sense to me. Bringing things back around to what was used to be relevant. Yeah, we lost our way. That's awesome. I lo- I mean, like I said, I love art. Um, like I don't know a whole lot about it. I'm not gonna be that guy. But like, if I see something, I'm like, wow, I like yeah, that. Yeah, that's what it should be. I mean, know? it's yeah. it's like my brother with shoes. I yeah. mean, he's a he sneakerhead. <laughs> and then, but I started seeing like art people work with tennis shoes, and then like see the price of some of those shoes. Um, I I, I think it's I can't think of the name Staple. I think it was Staple that did the the dunks. I think. Um, and it, it had a little pigeon on it. Yeah. I think they were going for ten grand, fifteen Jeez, grand, man. and crazy. it's just because and because of the artists, and then it's just what. And the cool part is on there's still a separate of being able to take a canvas and paint compared to like I have so much digital stuff over here where we can just manipulate and like bake it up from here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but just go back and through, and and it's just like if you look up here on the smug thing, thing like the Wu Tang symbol, like just yeah. someone had to sit down hand draw that one. Look how simple that is, but think about how much it's recognizable for by so many people. Yep, Wu Tang's for the children. Never forget. That's right. Um, so, <laughs> but and I look at some of this stuff, and and I think about like people that hand draw stuff and things like that. Um, but yeah, and that now I'm gonna end up in a, like an art rabbit hole. Uh huh. Um, so what happens? Then you're doing it for twenty years. I know. Do and then people come to you to commission paintings, right? Yeah, basically all the time. I, I I never basically look for commission work. A lot of times I really don't want to. I mean, it's not that I don't want to do it, but I just have other things I need to get done for like other festivals or gallery shows or whatever. How's how COVID affect your festivals? Pretty much zeroed it out. Yeah, yeah. because you had some art hanging in certain places, right? Yeah, like there's businesses around Briarpool, like uh, the Monon Coffee Company or uh, Gold Leaf. Uh, it's right in the like 46th Street. And I and you did forget to bring one down. We we're gonna we were gonna, I was gonna hang one up in here and try to sell it for you. Oh man! Well, it's never too late, man. You can always do bring another it down. podcast. Yeah. You can always bring it down. I mean, it'll replace Brian. <laughs> that's my senior photo. Well, just have me do a portrait of him. There you go. No, <laughs> no, we can't do that. that. That's a young Nazi. We can't be having that. You know, young Nazi. I can't have you put that up. Like, hey, look at this one. Yeah. And then they'd be like, yeah, you got to go. I'll just pay me a little mustache. <laughs> 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 just be, be like uh, steve combs mustache no bring it back that was his shirt <laughs> was it oh, i didn't have a polo i didn't have a, a shirt with a collar on it um uh, uh, and that fit me because i i you know i end up like i'm six three you're six three right six two yeah yeah so right around I, like i didn't have anything everything kept coming up real short <laughs> that, what's wrong with that that's fine, and then right? so he had that well that was with uh the the guy on didn't go to the studio craig got to go to the studio uh, i went to the other guy across town uh well it's, i don't out yeah i get in trouble yeah because <laughs> i kept walking down with my pants off and mom i was like mom where's he and she was just like will you stop that <laughs> um but no like uh like i just i want to i like to have things in here from people 
Um, oh, yeah, you're a collector. I mean, yeah. I, I collect too. It's, you know, like, but other than that, anywhere else in my house, I collect nothing. <laughs> yeah, well, like I am not a hoarder. I get rid of everything. But in yeah. um, here, it's just it's one of those things that like because well, I know. Yeah, it's like a shrine. shrine. Yeah, and I want to be like like when he came in, I was like, hey, this came from here. That's this because I'm proud of the people that either gave it to me or made it, and that had been a part of this 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 process. So yeah, it's, it's something you know it's. That's it. It's a process. What's the, what's the, um, how long does a commission take? Uh, well, that can de- uh, depend. Yeah, like over here, just fumbling over all this coffee I had before I came here. Um, so it just depends on the size and what it is. I mean, a lot of work is basically a work week, though. Like a lot of my pieces, you know, it can be a short work week or a super long one. But you know, if it's like say I don't know what's that, sixteen by twenty of your son, whatever. If I were to do that exact painting right there, it would probably be maybe 20 to 25 hours. Oh, wow. Yeah. So sometimes commissions can be a little bit more expensive because, like, I make reproductions of my own work, which will keep the price a little bit down. So I'll make my money on that back end. But commissions, if it's someone's kid, I'm not going to be like, hey, man, can I make reproductions of your child and, you know, sell to festivals for the whole world to see? Like, usually it's not the case. It's an intimate painting. But can someone sign the rights over to you? Yeah, if they want to, yeah. yeah. I mean, it happens all the time. Well, like, I'm going to have you make one of me and be like, here, I signed the rights away. <laughs> sell that bitch for years. Oh, man. And I'll, call, and I'll text you, like, how many did you sell at the festival? Like, bro, they didn't buy any of that fucking thing. Man, I'm sorry, man. I don't know what that, you know. It went over well with a lot of the, the white shaved haired guys, you know. <laughs> they bought it, but <laughs> most modern people did not want it. I don't know, man. I'm about to see what happens at Indy Pride if they have one this year. You never know. Yeah, we did that. Man, that place, that was nuts. Dude, you know, actually, that place was so busy, I didn't make sales. If that makes sense. Like, I did. Don't get me wrong, but like, I didn't make the sales I was expecting because it was so busy. People couldn't see through people to see what was behind them. Well, you the know? booth next to us was the. Um, the uh the, the holistic people i believe yeah. very nice people with the rings and all that kind of stuff no i don't know whatever well no they're they're the ones that basically just had their breasts out i don't know if i saw and so i'm taking i, ta- I saw, saw some like gypsies song like uh, yeah that's who it was yeah okay. and so i have my staff there trying to uh make sales and they're too busy staring at <laughs> staring at i'm like guys <laughs> yeah. so I, I brought another guy down like dude you need to go down there you need some professionals here man yeah because they're not they weren't used as pride fest uh steph was there too she was uh with her company and then i was with mine anything and, goes yeah and then i like i think that's the problem is is like i love yard sales and flea markets um but i I need to get out and do more festivals, like go to see more festivals yeah. go see more things like that. That's where it's at. Cause that's where like what I love about pride is like people are just completely themselves for a day. Like they don't give yeah. a shit. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's how it should be. Just be whatever you want to be for this whole weekend. Like, and that's, the, and that's the whole point. We just got to get there. I don't, I don't care what you are. Yeah. Like nobody, I, I, nobody else here does. I, I don't, and, and that's one thing that's about it is, is like, I don't care. Yeah. It, that's one thing that, um, I, there's still a lot of closed minded, people yeah and but i'm like i don't care i don't either you know i'm an artist i mean you know it's like i'm i'm that's just been kind of always been my background in a way it's like i started skateboarding because i didn't you know i don't know even the music and stuff art itself it's like i've always been kind of rogue and when it comes to like thinking about stuff you know like i've always just kind of wanted to do something outside the box and I, I think that's where I got so open-minded. Obviously, I had great parents about it, too. Yeah, same here. But, but I was just like, you know, I, I had someone tell me, like, you know, I'm trans. I was like, are you happy? Yeah. I was like, cool. Yeah. That's I, all that matters. I man. want you to be happy. Yeah. Like, it, it doesn't affect how I think of you at all. Right. 
and then one of my close friends is i call him gay mark that's his nickname but one of my best friends yeah you know it doesn't uh, matter like that's the thing it's like if you bring it out to the open and make it not so taboo then it stops being taboo you know i just like people that that have so much shit on their own doorstep <laughs> and then they're like they're trying to clean off their neighbors like bro you need to go back over yours <laughs> yeah right. or or like or people are like judging um i know some like political figures and 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 other figures they're like wow you know they're you know the one that got me i'm gonna say it the one that got me they were like you know uh michelle obama was a man she had a dick right and someone was posting these memes or whatever and i never should never let it gaslight me right yeah <laughs> but i i typed it out and i deleted it and i was going to put it on this person's post and i was like have you seen your wife <laughs> that's what i do all day on facebook i don't say shit but i want to say so much and then i was like you know what if i do they win especially woody comebacks right i know man because it just it just it never ends yeah and I, and I thought about it and then um, have you seen your wife <laughs> i've said a few things and no one said anything back and i was just like maybe it's because i have the microphone and i could try i could spend a whole hour on you if i wanted to yeah um but i mean it you know the biggest thing to uh, uh this this will be out this friday um but the biggest thing right now is like we've had back-to-back mass shootings yeah right and then people are going crazy yeah. and then um our hometown always chimes in and yeah. makes me giggle our yeah. great state rep representative <laughs> yeah. if they were armed i was like yeah that's what i want is the fucking 16 year old fucking bag boy with a fucking nine millimeter well my thing too is like you know like i'm 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 you know, I grew up with guns and stuff. We all did. We we're all from Seymour, right? There's, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna announce that there's guns in this house. Well, there's guns at my house too. Yeah, I have no, I have no problem with it. Right, absolutely. But my thing too is that, like, you know, people always use Chicago as an excuse of like, well, you know, gun laws. Look at how gun laws are working in Chicago because everyone's shooting themselves or at each other every weekend, kind of thing. You know, whatever. But I'm also like, well, look at the other side of it. It's like everyone's armed now so that also contradicts your theory as well it's like if everyone's armed no one's going to shoot each other is obviously not necessarily true you know that's a great point i mean it be and that's the other thing about it is is somebody said something today about um uh, it was Ted Cruz, and, that, and he was like, "Well, we need to look out for the the, the, men, the <laughs> mental issues or whatever." And I was like, "Dude, like I'm bipolar, I'm like I'm not bipolar, but I'm manic depressant. So does that mean that like I'm a bad person now? Because you just said it. You said criminals and thugs and yeah. mental issues, and I was like, blanket stain. Can you can you can you not say mental issues? Because yeah. we all have mental <laughs> yeah, issues. We all do, right?" I mean, you're you're a congressman, man, or uh, you know, a senator. Like, you gotta have some, some sort of like you know mental problem. He's a cunt. <laughs> anybody who lets another that should be his name, Cunt Cruz. Anybody. The only reason I say it is is anybody that lets another man talk about someone else's wife and and you sit there and take it like a bitch. Yeah, then, it's not even about politics. Sometimes it's just you're a chump. No, and and like I said, was. But uh, we'll get off of uh, that yeah. one. That yeah, just made yeah, me laugh. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's what bothers me the most is when. Um, is when people do that is you know i was just like dude your wife looks yeah. like she has a beard yeah dude same here and it's like all it does is like invoke the thing that you're just perpetuating everything you know it's like everyone's trying to get their uh, last word in kind of thing it's just like it's not working it's not worked in a long time it's not gonna work continue to work I don't, yeah to me none of it matters it doesn't no i mean the, and that's where it, that kind of ties into where i was going was is because you know we do we're doing some things that are, in some eyes are very unconventional 
right? You yeah. know, you do art, and then I do a form of media. I didn't think I, I didn't. I've always wanted to be uh, like on the radio. And it, it happened when I, me and Mike Roberts, he worked at uh, the one on the hill on the way out of town by Reading. And we went in there once, and we made a tape. Making, oh yeah, make, okay. We made a tape making fun of uh, like uh, Paige, Brooke, and Trish. <laughs> and then I was in there, and I was like, "Wow, this is awesome!" But I did. I never. I was just like, you know, get out of high school, got married, had kids, and I was like, "All right, you gotta follow. You gotta follow this." Um, yeah, it's like a standard uh, way, well, of do, midwestern way of doing things you gotta have the house two kids yeah. you know and it, it like, american dream basically. middle in my late 20s like it was just burning my brain like i was like i was freaking out i was like this is i was miserable yeah well it's too um you know what what is it too uh projected or whatever so yeah there's no and it's projected on us from you know the people from tv like leave the beaver yeah. everything else it's like this is how you're supposed to live your life and yeah. then now it's like no you don't have to do that yeah you can do whatever you want because less less people are having kids and actually i'm okay with that so the, people, yeah. <laughs> the people that keep having kids need to stop having kids um but now i'm like i i really enjoy it um um and that's i really enjoy enjoying that being part of the media and meeting people and things like that and plus I'm not governed by nobody. Yeah. There's right. no FCC. Yeah. I can sure. say and do whatever I want yeah, to a yeah. certain extent unless somebody turns me in. Plus, it's at it's out of my house. Yeah. Right. And so it's not like someone could, you know, like, hey, you can't come here and do it no more. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're basically preaching to the choir about, like, why I like art. You know? Yeah. It's like, I don't, I'm my own boss, do whatever out of my own house. And, like, you know, the other thing he said, too, it's just like it gets you connected with your community more, too. Like, I met a lot of people in Indianapolis, or just the whole area, just because of art. Or even, shit, I can even say on social media, I've become friends from wherever, all over the world. Yeah. But especially here in Indy, you know, it's like, this is a transplant home for me. So it's like, I always want to make this my community. This is my home. This is where I'm at. You know, Seymour is always home to some degree. Don't get me wrong. But, like, I'm trying to grow and expand or whatever, you know, especially in this career. But, like, you know, I've met a lot of people that are actually even just, shit, even you running into you at the uh, pride like that is fun to me you yeah know, running into people that i've known and friends with or whatever i'm not seen in a long time and you're hanging out in a healthy environment and you know a creative environment you know like it's just yeah. it's therapeutic for me so it's like this and, and and that's where i like um i don't like going into like going to, into a bar and meeting seeing people we haven't seen for a while because it's just like what are you doing uh, what are you up to? Yeah, I, I saw on uh, the old uh, interweb. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> you have a pot. What radio? What's, yeah. What station is your show on? It's it's, it's not on the radio. But I, uh, you, you yeah. can play it through the. Yeah, it's it's a. You just download. And you can play it on your phone. I think one of the things I like too is when people are like, "Can you paint me an angel?" What? <laughs> like what kind of angel? <laughs> like, I mean, my daughter's an angel. I think of her as an angel. No, I'm not going to paint you an angel. Sorry. Can you paint me Jesus? <laughs> Jesus with some wings on him. Uh, you know Jesus wasn't white, right? What? <laughs> then I can't take that, sir. <laughs> I thought about that because I, when I went home, I started looking through my parents' house. Like, I wonder how many white Jesus there are in here. Oh man! Like he grew up in the, like you know in the Middle East, and like it, we had one where he's blonde and blue. Or yeah. he had blue eyes. Yeah, I was like, his name should have been Bill. <laughs> Bill Christ. <laughs> what would his middle name be bill, bill henry christ something like that yeah. it, it, or uh 
but it, it would have been like or it would have been like william william christ yeah yeah well, we call him ww <laughs> no it's uh it, it, what's the has someone asked you to do something you're like yeah i'm not besides the angel thing yeah i'm not doing no it. yeah i mean that's like not that often with the angel thing but just sometimes i'm like i try to steer away from like certain like i'm not particularly like religious or anything so it's like I mean, I can do some religious things, but it's got to be tasteful, I guess, or whatever. But to me, anyway, not from the other person. No nudes? Like, will you paint me nude? Well, it depends how much time we have. I mean, I can make something happen. Good. I, 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 that's one of the cliches is like, um, what was it like? In a, because when you see cliche art schools, it's like they paint the fruit or then they paint someone naked. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. I, like, like they bring someone in and then they, they disrobe and you have to paint. Like, man, that's a lot of pressure. It sure is. That's a lot, you know, the, bit, painting the body is the hardest thing to paint to me. Like it's, there, you can, so many things can go wrong. If you paint a tree, you can't fuck up a tree. Yeah. You know, like I can make a nice looking tree and like I can make it look, you know, as real as possible. But a person, man, especially somebody you know, like I'm charging you for this. And if you don't like it because your nose is a little big or small or whatever, it's like so much pressure. <laughs> Almost like the charge double. And then it's like, if you don't like it, I just give half your money back. <laughs> no. And, and that's, and that's the thing with like, you know, uh, we're going to work on a project. Um, but that's also the same thing with uh, when people are like, Hey, I want to be on your show. I'm like, all right, cool. Come on up. Yeah. I, I'm always open door for an old buddy. Yeah. And they come up here and they're like, it's great. To, it's great to be here. I'm excited. <laughs> hey, what do you think about that? Yeah, that's good. I'm just like mother. Well, you know, it's chill. I like stuff. I'm like, we have an hour to do. And you're sitting there going, mm. <laughs> I'm like, all right, let's watch some YouTube videos. Let's, well. of, of naked women oh being painted. <laughs> no, it's, it's so weird. Um, and that, and that's, and it was funny is, is cause I've had a conversation with a few people, uh, about that, that do shows. And then kinda, oh, that's gotta be awkward. I can't, you know, that's a lot of pressure on you to be entertaining in those situations. Yeah. Well, I've only not entertaining, but you know, keep the show going or whatever. I've but normally like our conversation is fine because you have to talk to people in the public, right? With your art. Yeah. And you also worked in the public before. Same thing with me. So you have to be able to con, you have to be able to talk. Yeah. You gotta sell yourself. And then I, I and I know how to conversation, but I also think about like, well, what do I want to know about what he does? Which mm -hmm. was, you know, inspiration. Who do you like? Um, you know, and, and things like that. Because a lot of people would just be like, "Is it fun to draw, Trash? Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it fun? You like that doodling, Do doodling <laughs> such? What kind of pen do you use? You ever draw naked ladies? <laughs> Which ones do you like? Can you draw some of those mud flaps? <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised I've not done that yet. Being that I was a truck driver for so many years. Oh, that's that. Uh, that is that's great. Um, is so you do commission and which which is great. And then is there anything that you that you've tried to take on and haven't been able to do yet? Like, like you started maybe when you're like ah. Well, yeah. I mean, it happens all the time. Hell, that. Abraham Lincoln with the four wolves is, I thought was, that was a challenging painting. Yeah. I showed that to everybody today uh, at that house and, and, and they're like, wow, that's great. There's no references to that at all. You know what I mean? Like I have to make that all up. Yeah. You know, like some paintings I'm like, I can get an idea off of like, what's like, it's not like I'm staring at Abraham Lincoln every day. So I, you have to come up with something, you know? Cause it made me think of the werewolf hunter. Yeah. It's kind of what that is, I guess. I mean, that's the big reveal. Like, cause I posted on Facebook. I, I don't know what the hell this means. But the, well, because there was a movie like five, six years ago. Yeah, Vampire Hunter. Yeah, because yeah. Abraham Lincoln believed in uh, vampires. Yeah. 
But I guess this is kind of what the inspiration was, is that, you know, the spookiness and the full moon and all that stuff was like him in that element of hunting vampires. And and the Canadian dry was his, just his favorite drink. I was trying to like, well, let's just throw in a Pabst Blue Ribbon in there or something. <laughs> you know, like, let me, let me make it sellable to me in my market. <laughs> but Throw a hams in there? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Get a ham sandwich or whatever. No, ham's the beer. I know. That's what I call them, ham uh, sandwiches. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> well, it was a sandwich and every beer, right? So I don't drink them. <laughs> we, um, we had like a party, podcast party, dyke, like I said, comedian, food truck, chef, whatever. Yeah over a 30 pack of hams and it was over my um friend's house rb that's where the other studio was before I moved over here rb is miller light you know yeah that's my drink you know what i'm saying mm. he goes what the fuck is that he goes well that's hams he's like what the fuck's he doing here <laughs> he's like well we drank a lot of your beers last time she's like yeah you drink miller light yeah not hams <laughs> it's sat there for a year it took a year to drink those 30 <laughs> oh my god you know who finished them dyke when he came back over (laughs) (laughs) that's good though that's smart i mean to me it's like if you're going to bring beer to a party you know bring stuff that nobody else is going to drink when i used to play softball i used to buy um bush light yeah nobody would steal them out of my cooler i actually don't mind bush i don't either but that's that's like when the tours course tall boys first came out so everybody's drinking cores and tall boy millers and i get bush light and never no one ever steal them yeah Boosh. It's like, remember, I don't know if you ever smoked. I don't know if you'd smoke now or not. I used to smoke. I smoked a lot for years, but I used to buy like the shittiest cigarettes. I can't. Take them to parties. Nobody ever asked for them. What, GPCs? Even worse than that shit. Cavaliers? Kentucky's best or whatever I could find, you know. People are like, I've never even heard of that, so I'm not going to bum anything. For Did anything. you ever have Cavaliers? Oh, yeah. They were 99 cents a pack. Yeah, and they're like, when I quit smoking is when those things were getting up to like three or four bucks a pack. And then they would crack. Yeah, they're like dry and like just shitty. Be, well, do you know why though? Aren't they like the leftovers on the yep. floor? Is that what it is? Like yep. they just swept it up off the floor. And then, so when I was working in the company, uh, this guy uh, went out to North Carolina to one of the factories. He was a rep. <coughs> said it smelled like chocolate in there because you know that, that that's one thing that you smell is chocolate. But he said also the cheap cigarettes is what falls on the ground. They sweep them up and they run them back through. Uh, is that right though with the tobacco and the chocolate? Because I used to, like every time I'd open up a fresh pack of smokes, it always smelled like raisins or chocolate. Yeah. He said that. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I didn't know that he had nothing to gain from lying to me. Right. Yeah. He's like, yeah, it smelled like chocolate, but we would never get near <coughs> certain parts of the process. They wouldn't show us. Huh, yeah. That's well, it's like Coca-Cola's ingredients. You know, they don't yeah. want you to know all of it. I just heard that like, there's still like some chemical compounds from cocaine that's still in it. Oh yeah. Like not that so much the addictive part that gets you high, but like the, the flavor or whatever, I suppose. I just learned yesterday that, um, that um uh butt plugs used to be used for headaches how yeah. the hell would that work i don't know you mean you gotta relieve the tension right i guess how's that work i was uh, i was uh hang where on. would you put it in your ass or somewhere else i i guess so because <laughs> this is a whole different uh if you look up rockefeller he's the one that took away some of the, like the natural um medicines right i'm not oh. saying butt plugs but like you know like now some of the, the new you see the natural element natural um healing things start to come back right yeah but he went with what he wanted to he created like the the national um medical board or whatever and that's how they started pushing more modest medicine instead of natural medicine was because yeah. because of rockefeller yeah makes but sense. <laughs> but the, because you know I've, I've been watching this great show on netflix it's about vikings 
mm-hmm. and it breaks them down like who they are how they came over how they're created very well done on netflix because <laughs> i didn't know that pirates were um would take over slave ships yeah i, I, I was watching that too it's the uh, the kingdom of pirates or whatever yeah. it is yeah it's like different episodes right yeah yeah, I'm and Blackbeard and all those guys. Yeah, but it was before Blackbeard became Blackbeard. Yeah. They showed him where he started, and they right. started talking about Nassau, how they created their own little democracy. It was it was it's awesome. Cool. Yeah, and it and it that's and it's always kind of known that too. It, like it, they're 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 like Vikings. They just didn't give a shit who you were, just beyond their page about how they were going to do things. They didn't care if you're from Africa or wherever the hell. Because know? they were actually because they were actually contracted during the Spanish and English War. To, to tax Spanish ships. Right. Then when they were done, like our veterans a lot in they the United States, they're like, yeah, see ya. Yeah. Right. And then they're like, and then all of a sudden they decided to start um, robbing slave ships and robbing these other ships. Uh, and yeah. It was great. Great because, story. <laughs> yeah. Because they, they, were, they were multicultural. They were multi-race. Everything on that island. Yeah. And and then, it's, and I'm going to start watching about the first female uh, pirate. Oh, okay. I'm not finished uh, the series yet, so. I think I'm on episode four. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's, well, I'm on three. So. I don't watch a lot of TV. I did watch Snyder Cut. Me either. I'm not really, like, a lot of times I watch a series, like, five years after it's been done. See, they say um, people that have, uh, what is it, anxiety and things like that. To watch the same TV shows over and over again because they know how it ends because they don't want to <laughs> deal with the, well, that. Makes sense. Man. And I started. I and I was it. like, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna put on. Uh, what did I put on? Oh, I'm gonna put on Entourage and go to sleep. Yeah. I was like, and I saw that little. I was like, that can't be true. I can't be crazy because I want to watch it. Because I'm like, if I fall asleep, that way I don't care. I miss four episodes. Yeah. Right. Well, my thing too, though, it's just like, well, I mean, you know, it could be a, I don't know, like a nail biter of Walking Dead when it first came out, kind of thing. Those shows, just Jesus. I've like always been a horror fan as as well, but it's the show's gone to shit now. But like, I think anyway, maybe not. I don't know, but I don't know. Like, I, I didn't I, have I, the, I could never turn that show on and be like, I'm gonna go to sleep. You know, like I get see, that. See, but, I I couldn't make the investment at that time on Walking Dead. Yeah, I knew about it from the the comic books and things like that. But I, I was like, I can't make that investment. Yeah. Same way with Breaking Bad because my schedule's so crazy. Yeah. Right. It's like you know we had DV you have DVR and stuff like that or whatever's now now it's all now apps and go back through and watch the shows yeah, or whatever. Right. I just I haven't made an investment in a show. Um, like I didn't watch Wandavision. I just me uh, either. I, I just, want to, but someone's got to really sell me on it. I well, 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 what I do is I just go to YouTube and I go to some of the best people that break them down, oh, and okay. I just they break down each episode, and I'm done. Yeah. And then I did watch Falcon Winter Soldier, and I was like, oh, I shouldn't have got into this. Was it good? I thought about watching it. It's but, slow. Yeah. See, I don't have time for slow. It's well, got to get to the point. Well, there's a part that bothers me really bad on it. Um, because, because and it's and it's it's funny. It's basically is uh, it shows them back in their real life, and you know he goes to Louisiana, and his parents have passed away, which is I think it's part of the story. And then they're they're trying to rebuild the business, keep the house, and try yeah, to get loans. Sure. I'm like, I don't why. I was like, why does he need a loan? <laughs> right. He fucking fought Thanos. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And now, now, now we're just and Marvel does a great job, Kevin Feige. Now it's just like he'd be sitting here going. <sighs> yeah, I'm gonna have to get a job. Trying to I'm, humanize him. I'm like, you're fucking Falcon. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, like, yeah, the like, whole world owes you favors for the rest of your well, life. Yeah, King, and I was like, no one's. Uh, so that's the part that bothered me. Uh, Snyder cut was great. It was great. <clears throat> it was great. 
All right, I'll check that out too. I've been uh, watching Peaky Blinders on there actually. That's that's great. Have you watched that though? Yeah. So like the first episode, I was like, yeah, whatever. But then as the show went on, I'm like, holy shit. When it's you like, all of a sudden you get Tom Hardy on there, dude, he just that guy. He can just capture. Well, like Silly Murphy's great too, though. Like he has this like weird, calm but psychotic he, vibe to him in that show. He actually auditioned for Batman. Oh, is that how he got Scarecrow instead? Yep. Though, wow. Yep. He would have made a, he would have made an interesting Batman, I think. Just watching Peaky Blinders, I, I could see that. Yeah, and then his backstory about being in the war, the tunnel digger. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's just, what. And he keeps his calm, and he, but he loses it at the same time. And it's just like I'm not watched the entire show. Well, I mean, the show's not done yet, technically. So. This is going to be the final season, I believe. In a movie, too, I think. I hope so, because it's great. Um, yeah. I, I I watch so on Facebook. So like, if I take a break or lunch break, whatever I'm doing. Yeah. And is they have the little video part on there and now my algorithm is to that and the sopranos uh, right so i can like so and then i'll go through on youtube and, and like i was like I, I can't invest i was like i you know so i want to catch up because i really want to watch the show and so peaky blinders great and yeah. sneaky great yeah yeah cheeky great because <laughs> i was called cheeky. cheeky blinders <laughs> i watch a lot of british tv though yeah on um there's a show called it it's a comedy um there's another show about some boys in high school i watched that's pretty old because um and then i watched um the, the gentleman which had is a guy richie movie that had matthew mcconaughey in it hmm. i don't know what's that one that's weird no. it just came out Oh, it just came out. Yeah, well, it came out during the pandemic. Okay. That's, uh, I'm kind of lost on movies. Since, I mean, used to, I used to stay on top of them, but not. not but I catch myself saying cunt too much now. Yeah, it's a fun word. Because I started watching British. Yeah. I said it earlier in the show, and then if I offend somebody, I, I don't care. Uh, but I, I started watching, because in England, it's like it's it's like saying fuck. Yeah, right. Well, I'm, like a lot of traveling, I'd meet a lot of uh, English speaking folk that were from the homeland or whatever but like yeah dude it was like cunt all I'm, same i get it it's like it's fun i mean here's derogatory mean and whatever but there it's just like oh yeah fucking cut tree over there look at that thing it looks like a fuck like whatever yeah bloke <laughs> yeah well it's like the movie uh sexy beast with uh ben kingsley and, yeah uh, man they said bloke and like every other word was bloke it was just it's uh it's not as like offensive but it was just like man it's sh- it seems like it should have been offensive as often as they said it it made, it def, like I said, it definitely made me laugh. I'm gonna pull that movie up so that way you can watch it. It's um, it's it was a good movie. Cool. It was a, like I said, like I like Guy Ritchie movies. He did me the too. Snatch was great, obviously, and then the Sherlock Holmes were great. Yeah, right. Um, let's see here. What was the? Oh, yeah, it's called The Gentleman, 2019. Okay, cool. Because he did Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. Um and then he did Uncle the you yeah rock and roll yeah. he did King Arthur Arthur with Charlie yeah I saw that yeah yeah I I I did watch Sons of Anarchy for a while I did too I, it wasn't bad I kind of didn't want to get into it at first because I thought I was just like because I see like one of me biker dudes with these Sons of, Sons of Anarchy cuts you know the leather leather vest on and stuff I'm like or they or they'd have the or they'd have oh, everybody had the Sons of Anarchy hoodie yeah. You know, it's like, and then he had the sons of the anarchy sunglasses. Yeah. I'm like, and then again, I'm like, man, I wish I created some where people just buy yeah. just everything I had. Well, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. You know, it's yeah. like Travis of Anarchy. That's what I need to come up with. But that that show jumped jumped the shark a few times yeah. for me, and I was like, I I can't do this. Yeah, that's why I stopped watching Walking Dead. Like Frank Darabont, like who created the show, the first season it was like fucking. It was basically like a 12 hour long movie. 
It was just so good. And then they fired him because he, they didn't like his vision or whatever. The producers did. And then it just kind of went, just tapered off. Like it took like five or six seasons, I guess. But like. Because he, because he was. He's a, just a, such a good director. Like, was he following the comic book or not following the comic not book? Not so much, but. Because that's where that. All right. So this is, this is what happens when you try to do a comic book or, or a, um, a graphic novel, right? Mm-hmm. When you try to bring that to life. And if, if. Like for example, is if you um, Frank not uh, uh, not Frank Dearborn, but Frank Miller's. Oh yeah, sure. When you you know the the Dark Knight, yeah, right? The Batman, right? Yeah. So yeah. you know, in that one is the cartoon version's the closest version right. to it. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. But people, they's like, well, we use this as part of the the motivation or part of the storyboard. But uh, then comic book people, which. Which I don't want to say comic book people, but I love comics and I love adaptations from mm-hmm. books. And they're like, that's no. And I was like, but I don't think people understand though. Is 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 this so? For Warner Brothers or or Fox at the time, whoever it is, is you have to get the vision, almost what they want to. Even and that's I think that's what kills it is when you have four executives sitting in front of you and you're like, same way if they yeah. want you to like draw something or or, or paint something. And you're like, well, no, yeah, this is this is how I feel it should be. And they're like, no, 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 wait a second. And you're just like, you know what, fuck it. You got to take half the painting out and redo the rest of it, basically. Yeah. yeah. You know, like you're losing the brand of what it is that brought them to you in the first place. Yeah. And, and, and I'm not saying you should plagiarize, plagiarize the yeah. um, the comic books or anything like that. You should pay homage, which is, I am a big fan of paying, paying homage to it. And also little tongue-in-cheek things or whatever. Yeah, right. You know, like um, in the Snyder Cut uh he has Batman and a lot of some of the most iconic covers to comics. Right. So that's a little homage, yeah. which, which is pretty cool. Sure. Nod. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But I know Frank Miller was like very negative about, I mean, it's, it's his baby though, you know, like of course, but, but he still, he still, I mean, but then the problem is you have Stan Lee who was very like, cool. Let's yeah. do what we need to do. Yeah. And you know, and, and so that's, that's kind of how I look at art and that's kind of how I look at like, I love movies and I love how you get from A to B in movies and how you write them. So that's my first love is still movies. Yeah. Like, I just love it. Yeah. Me too, man. Just the experience of it. Like, just going to a theater, you know, watching a movie. Like, you know, uh, shit, when was it? 2006 or so. I went out to Los Angeles. I was living in Colorado snowboarding out there for a while. And then I went out to Los Angeles to hang out with uh, Jason Hatfield and Eric Edwards because they were out there working in the movie industry. I didn't get too deep into it, but I definitely had some interesting jobs and met some met a handful of people. You know, it was interesting, uh, but just the pro like I said earlier, it's the process of everything. You know, like Hollywood is nothing but a giant process. That's the economy of it. It's, it's a like pro- it, a process of a movie. You know, it's I've heard it's called a glacier because it's so slow moving. Yeah, from like, hey, we're gonna green light this. <laughs> and then they end up it's kind of like government unless it's yeah you know, <laughs> back stimmy <into> <laughs> that's stimmy i saw that <laughs> south park meme and i just oh lost my it because <laughs> you you think and realize it is like how long it takes for um a movie to be greenlit um because they're uh i love kevin smith but they're making a clerks three three um, and a ball rats another ball rats Two was funny, but it wasn't that funny. You know what I mean? I don't know. Rosario Dawson was great in it. She's always great, though. But Kevin Smith's wife, um, 
I think that's one I'm not a fan of. She was in it. But um, those two <laughs> working at, at, at there in the back, and when they say porch monkey, yeah. and then Wanda Sykes comes in, and then he's and she won't let her husband have the food. <laughs> and he said, that's one of the best. And then they talk about Lord of the Rings compared to Star Wars because yeah. Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's walking and... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean that, that's the fun part, but then the end kind of gets all sappy and whatever. It's like, you're getting away from clerks? Let's stay on track here, kind of. Mar- but, you know, that's what Kevin does. He always, you know, he he's. I think he's romantic, too, at the same time. Well, so. because if you go through and look at um, Jay and Silent Bob, mm. the reboot, right? because it, he, it brought him and Affleck back together finally. They yeah. hadn't talked for a long time. Yeah, that's right. I guess Affleck used to sleep on his floor. Like in the, he used to sleep on his couch, couch and then... Um, Kevin Smith actually bought Ben Affleck's old house a long time ago. And then he had his heart attack and things like that. Then he, um, but I mean, it all depends on Jason Lee. Yeah. Jason Lee was, he was a skateboarder and then he was one of my favorite. Brody was one of my favorite. He was just so much personality. I tried to steal from him. He still skates too. He's like, he owns a motorcycle company too. Does he? I didn't Mm -hmm. know. Yeah. He's a big motorcycle guy, and he's also a Scientology. Oh, no. Yeah. You're kidding. No, I never kid you about that yeah, Scientology. Oh, no shit. I, he might have. I think he might have left, though. Man, I went to... So, I have some friends in Clearwater. They live on the north side. Not far from David Stover, actually, which is funny, because now he's friends with some other friends of mine from Indy. And uh, so, I went to visit my Indy friends down there, and Clearwater downtown is like like nothing there's nothing nothing in the stores like clearwater is like the size of like fort wayne or something it's like a small mid-sized city and uh i guess the scientologists have bought all the storefronts and they paint them like certain pastel colors and there's nothing in them nothing at all downtown clearwater like they just bought up the town because they don't want it corrupted and people wear like the same shit they're the same size the same haircuts the same suits the same everything it's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen in my life. And that's around here? It's in Clearwater, Florida. Oh, yeah. So I've yeah. been in Clearwater, Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah not Because Tampa's right on the other side. Right, yeah. Clearwater Beach is where I was spring break 98. I guess Clear- Clearwater Beach is a little different, but like downtown Clearwater, Clearwater is like, you know, it's just, so, man, it's so weird. Yeah. I'm, I guess uh, like the Scientologists too, like once you're supposed to like reveal everything about yourself and that's how they get all these celebrities, like they can't get out of it because they know too much kind of thing. Yeah, Leah Remy had the show and got out. Oh, yeah. She was on uh, Netflix or Prime. Right, I yeah. Oh, I, I watched Kevin James's new show on Netflix. Um, he's doing a NASCAR-themed show. Oh, dude. That's it's, good. it's like Jeff Foxworthy yes. jokes. Yeah. It is god-awful. Is it god-awful and a good? Or no. It's awful. Okay. No. Pass on that one. Then. Like, I was embarrassed. I'm just never really a huge fan of him anyway. Well, I, I've read a lot of reports, and I don't know. I mean, I know this is kind of like contradict what I say at times, but that he's kind of a dick. Is he? Yeah. Well, he was because he started, he let, he had he had the show, then he started a new show on CBS. He wanted Leah Remy to come back, so they actually killed off his wife in season, in the season one, so she'd come back in season two. Oh. The true that is true story. That's not a that is not made up. And the show was canceled after the second season. Shit! Wow. Wow. I never found I never found him that funny. No, me either. I mean, come on, Paul, Paul Blart. It's like stop. You can't be arrogant with that. And then uh, he did the <laughs> UFC movie, and then he plays the same character in Adam. Well, they all play the same movies in Adam. I I love Adam Sandler growing up, but now 
like after like 50 first dates or, or just go with it. I can't watch any of his shit. Yeah. What was the one that came out for Halloween? Her, her, her. What the fuck? I don't know. It was horrible. He just had like stink face the whole time and that was it. Doing the same 1990s jokes and all that. Yeah. And then Netflix just keeps. And here's where the problem is, people, is if you keep watching it, they keep throwing money at him. He's yeah. one of the most viewed. Yeah. It's crazy. Like he was funny Saturday Night Live for sure. Saturday Night Live, Happy Gilmore. Big Daddy was his breakthrough. Like he actually was well, he kind of the same jokes, but not really. And then Fifty uh, First Dates with Drew Barrymore. It's a, it's a great rom com. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Uh, just go with it with him and Aniston. Great rom com, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I've ever seen that one. It's actually pretty good. Fifty hmm. um, First Dates I thought was funny because it was a kind of an original idea. You yeah, know? yeah. Like, and then <laughs> and plus, I mean, it, it was it was in Hawaii, beautiful settings. Yeah, sure. Rob Snyder played a weirdo again. Yeah, <laughs> right and but no i like i really enjoyed it um that's fun though it's like the kevin smith effect of like you just get famous and you take all your friends and make them all movie stars or start a podcast get all your buddies and throw them on it yeah <laughs> there you go that's what i do all right we're gonna wrap this up uh yeah we we're well over an hour in so you did fine Dang. so you did fine that is it yeah so it gets an hour i have so much more to talk about <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna give up your scientology stuff that's right um so this it's basically tell where people and all and also i'll put up on social media tell people where to reach you at if if they want to find out where your paintings are um everything like that it's shameless plug time yeah well i mean it's all social media based i don't really have a website for my paintings i just sell those like you know through direct messaging of Instagram or Facebook. A lot of, I have reproductions I sell from like an online store or whatever. But like, yeah, if you want to reach me, it'd be just Travis Owens on Facebook. And uh, Instagram would be uh, Travis, oh my God, I got to remember. Travis Owens underscore paintings. So that's that's basically where it's at. Yep, Travis Owens underscore paintings. Yep. Pretty simple, you know, try, then, to, try to make it. And then, clear. and then you have a shop on there too that you can link up on also right yeah that's where i sell my reproductions and stuff at so like a lot of my originals i kind of hang on to and like i'll just sell them through you know messaging on uh, facebook or instagram whatever email but i usually don't put them on a website because i try to kind of hang on to them for like festivals and things like that so i need to just paint more paintings is what that comes down to really but yeah Plus, just follow me too. Like, I'll, you know, like, it's apparently a lot of uh, art festivals and just festivals in general are going to be starting to kick back up. There's a lot of city permits that have been coming out. So, yeah, hopefully. Should be active, I hope. At least the late, latter half of summer, I hope, anyway. So, yeah. So stay tuned for that. Instead of keeping us trapped in our house. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, like I said, I, I like it's been like, it's almost been like, a, I think, a year since we first started trying to get everything figured out to get you down here. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm excited that you came down. I'm excited, and then, like I said, is um, we'll make sure to show love on on all that, and then where to find it, and then um, I hope everybody's having a great Friday. Um, I do have some more shows coming up with people. Um, I'm working on a co-host, and and if you hear this, if I haven't contacted you, I apologize. If you'd like to get a hold of me as a possible co-host, um, just send me a direct message. Whatever you guys need to do, um, uh, I'm trying to not recreate smugcast obviously this is like this is a different type of what we're doing but also not do the bj robbins project where we're getting all emotional and deep trying to find that the, the happy medium <laughs> it's hard man you know i, I mean because i did a show about grief addiction well yeah, yeah and i was, was like a serious thing i was like 
you'd walk out of there like man that took a lot out of you yeah so but thanks for coming up and uh we are going to be going out to the um the uh travis picked the song here uh travis won't you introduce this and we'll get out of here uh russian circles they're just a good uh low-key metal band that i like a lot and the song name is mota or mata i don't know nice right. and chill so all right enjoy all right thanks for joining us uh we'll play this and uh, we'll talk to you soon bye y'all